Today, I have with me Nakia L. Drummond. She's an entrepreneur and educator who views her career as a tapestry of experiences that have unlocked her purpose. In 2015, Nakia founded MLD Strategic, an award-winning equity-focused management consulting firm that supports strategy development, implementation, and measurement in social impact organizations and businesses. She is also the founder of the Women Entrepreneur Leadership Lab, The Well, a membership network and advocacy initiative that fosters collaboration and economic development of Black women-owned businesses. Nakia is the proud mother of a son, Asher, bonus mom to daughter, Casey, and wife of her best friend since fifth grade, Jason. Let's listen in. I remember when I left my job, my boss at the time um, said to me, you'll be back. Man, yeah, he said you'll be back. And I said to him, so says every man I've left. <laughs> so, so it was defiant from the very start because bringing that energy alone into starting a business and into how I like live my life makes my business defiant because that's who I am. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles. And again, today with me, I have Nakia L. Drummond. And I'm so excited to speak with her. We've actually had plans for this conversation for quite some time. And she is the founder of NLD Strategic, which is a management consulting firm that specializes in working with social impact organizations. So Nakia, thank you so much for helping me make this happen. Thanks for having me, Ruthie. Yes. Okay. So if you've listened to more than one guest episode of the Defined Business Podcast, you know that I love to ask a more personal question. And for Nakia, and I already told her this ahead of time, so I'm actually saying it again, I drool over her Instagram feed because of her clothes. I love her clothes. I love her style. It's just so vibrant and strong. And I understand enough about myself to know that that's not my style. But what I love about it is that it's just so very much her. So Nakia, what I wanted to lead off with in you know a radically authentic fashion is how did you discover your style? My style is ever evolving. Um, so I won't even say I've discovered it. I discover it as I go. But what I did discover a long time ago or learned from my mother is that how you look makes you feel good or, or looking good makes you feel good. Right. And so I don't have to look like what I'm going through. I don't have to look like my bad day if it's a bad day. And that even if I'm having a bad day, getting dressed and feeling good can help even that. So 
my style is very much a part of how I show up in the world and how I like bring myself into the world, whatever it is in whatever season. I love that, right? Because we are not our emotions. So even if we are feeling negative emotions, that doesn't mean that we are them. So I can dress as a better expression of who I actually am, even on days where I'm just not feeling it. Yep. I love that. And people see you, you know, like people see what you're wearing. And so having, putting yourself together and and bringing yourself out in a way that you want to make a, put that exclamation point on who you are is what people see first. I love that. I love that. And it's like making your preparation for the day, like part of your self-care, like this is how I want to feel. And so I'm going to go through this ritual of, you know, picking out my clothes intentionally, doing my hair, putting on my makeup, my jewelry, and that will actually help me feel better. I, oh, I love that. All right. See, and now I feel better about wearing these earrings and stuff, right? Like I, I know they are like, they're doing a thing, like they're doing their own thing. I love them. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. So one of the reasons, one of the many, many, many reasons I've wanted to have you on the podcast is I'm absolutely in love with your mission and your focus. And for business owners, one of the things that we struggle with, I think a lot of us have struggled with this in the past or currently struggling with it. We may struggle with it again, is actually picking a niche that is profitable, that we also love. Right. And so you are niched right currently, right? You're looking at equity focused management consulting for social impact organizations. Like that is nice and specific, but it's not too specific. And, and based on past conversations, I know that it's something that's really important to you. So I'm curious if you can share with everybody what it was that led you to that niche. What did that discovery journey look like for you? I always knew that I wanted to do work, well, I want to say as long as I can remember, do work in a space that that I felt like I was making an impact. I think like both of my parents were like one, loved their jobs, but two were very much in service of other people. So my father was a firefighter and my mother a nurse. And they never said you should have a job or a career that is in service to others. But I think it just, I thought that that was what my life was supposed to include. And so Mm -hmm. in college, when I decided like, "Ah, corporate America is not going to be for me, (laughs) even though I went into corporate America after college, I going into corporate America sealed the deal for me to say like, I really do have to do work that is connected to things that I really care about and things that I believe like move move on my community forward move the country and the world forward mm-hmm. so working with the type of organizations I do allows me to live in that truth to like live in that value every day that's a beautiful thing so I also know right I've had the pleasure of of speaking virtually for your other organization the Women Entrepreneur Leadership Lab, The Well. And so I think that that ties really well with what you do at NLD Strategic, but can you tell us a little bit about The Well as well? Yeah. So 
the well is my, I tell people all the time, it's me throwing, having thrown my stilettos in the arena of social impact because in consulting, for any of us who are consultants, you know, you're working on other people's initiatives. So while you're doing things you care about and typically you don't take on projects that you don't agree with, it's still somebody else's initiative that you're moving forward. And the well for me is an initiative that is very near and dear to my heart that I get to bring all those skills and expertise into the space around something that is personal to me. And so it's a network for and by Black women business owners for us to not throw the baby away with the bathwater in some regards. So use continuous improvement methods to grow our businesses. It's safe space to fail, which is so important in everything, but is often not available to us or doesn't appear to be available to us in certain mainstream societies Mm -hmm. because Black people, certainly, and women in general, have to show up, you know, sort of all together to be taken seriously or to be seen as credible. And so that doesn't allow for people to grow. Everybody else is given space for trial and error and failure. And so the well is a space to fail forward safely and to build community, to collaborate with other women. And all of that growing leads to your growth and confidence, right? And um, and then our fourth C is capital, right? So we're about putting opportunities for capital in front of our members because even that process of looking for things, opportunities is time consuming and it's a lot for a small business owner. And so you miss a lot of things even when they are available because you don't have the time or the capacity. So we try to put those things forward. And as we're growing and getting more money, putting more on, putting some on the table ourselves. I I love that a lot. Um, and I, I think that it is, it is really important. Like you said, you know, other people are allowed to fail, but, you know, women business owners, black women business owners, if we're looking at specifically at that uh, intersectionality, they can't fail once. They can't fail once. and when you look at the fact that women in general, I think, or it's like 43% of all businesses in America are owned by women. But in terms of venture capital, women get 2% of venture capital dollars. I think that was the numbers from 2019 uh, out of out of like 40 billion or something. They got 2%. Minorities got 3%, but black women got way less than 1%. Like, Point zero, yeah, it's like point like zero, zero 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 two or something like that. Yeah, it was it was it's a really low number. It's like point zero six, and so yeah. And when you think about like the women who black women who got PPP loans, yeah, you know, which was money coming out of the government, our tax dollars. There was it's some ridiculously low number for the number of black women who got over a million dollars in PPP loan money. So yes, we need space to get money together for sure, but also space where we can try things and feel safe enough that we don't have to be perfect. Yes, and that is that is so key because we are not. We no. are not perfect. No. That's surprise. That. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. No matter how put together, whatever it is that you think, no yeah. matter if 
perfect. And that's, that's the way that it is. And you've really created, I think, that type of space where people can go and be vulnerable as business owners. It's a space for them to be vulnerable. And we all need that. We need that space where we are surrounded by peers and mentors who do not conflate our insecurities or doubts with our ability to execute on our dream and our vision. Those are two very separate things. And if you share those vulnerabilities and doubts with the wrong people, they will confuse them with your ability to execute on your vision. So it's a beautiful space that you've created. Thank you. Okay. So this is how I like to close my episodes now, but I, because we're on the defiant business podcast, I would love to know what makes your business defiant. How are you bucking the standard? If you will. The start of my business was defiant to begin with. I remember when I left my job, my boss at the time um, said to me, you'll be back. A man. Yeah, he said you'll be back. And I said to him, so says every man I've left. Ah! <laughs> oh. So so it was defiant from the very start because and, and and I've had this mantra all my life since I was four. I broke all my crayons in the pre-K because my teacher told the parents at the you know at the like open house. Get the kids the fat crayons, they don't break. And my mother says, she saw in my eyes immediately, this girl is going to break every one of these crayons because she was told that they wouldn't break and that they they can't break them. They don't break them, is what the teacher said. And I did. I broke every one of them. And four-year-old Nakia uh, said, all right, bet. <laughs> Say bet. This. So my thing is breaking fat crayons my whole life. Like that is like, I break the fat crayons and you know, it's cool too. It's like my mother knew I was going to break them and didn't buy me two packs. She bought me one pack and she's like, because broken crayons still color, you know, like you will use the ones you broke. And, you know, um, so that, that is just kind of how I live my life. Like, okay, don't believe me, then watch. And then... (laughs) And so that, that bringing that energy alone into starting a business and into how I like live my life makes my business defiant because that's who I am. But the other piece about it is that I decided in leaving my business, I mean, starting my business that I wanted to and needed to own my energy, which I could not do in a job. So owning my energy meant how I spent my time, who I worked with, who I gave my talents and my gifts to. And I'm very deliberate about who I work with and purposes in which I work. If I don't believe in something, if I don't think it is the right thing, I don't do it. And that is defiant to me. Yes. <laughs> it's like setting my own standard for what my work looks like and who I work with. Absolutely. Because you're in alignment and then there's no, there's no making excuses about it later because you're like, look, I'm I'm in alignment and I can stand firmly here, both feet planted on the ground about this decision. And in my own work, that alignment piece is something, right? Like, cause we anchor it into the why of your business's existence. Like why does your business exist? And it should tie to very deep and personal whys, because once you, you build from that point, then Mm -hmm. everything you build, 
world, right? Like your understanding of your audience that you want to work with, your understanding of the solutions that you provide, and even your decisions about marketing and strategic partnerships and how you sell, all of those things stem from that why. Yeah. Because it pulls everything into alignment. Everything into yep. alignment. Everything. So I like to call it the North Star. It's like the Polaris, right? That's the name of the North Star. You pull everything into alignment. And when you're trying to make a decision of any kind, you can always just remember, okay, that's my North Star. So is this in alignment? Yes, we can move forward. If not, then you know, like it's not, it's not, sometimes we make those decisions intuitively, but the power in being intentional and aware is that you can be a lot more certain and it's a lot harder for your doubts to attack something that's more intentional and something that you're aware of. So that's, that's what I heard. You're like, we get in alignment, yeah. we get in alignment and we stay in alignment. This is how we roll. And I, I honestly, when you were talking about the breaking the crayons, I was thinking that sounds like a really fun photo shoot. I see you in all these bright <laughs> oh, colors, yes. right? And yes. like coloring and you've got these broken crayons. Like we got you set, right? See, that's why you do what you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is exactly I what it. I see. And I just, I just see it. And I mean, they're not going to be able to see your smile here listening, but I've seen your smile in, you know, even just yes. now. And I'm thinking like, oh, her and these broken crowds and a bunch of bright, bold colors. Oh, that'd be a wonderful shoot. I love it. And I love bright, bold colors. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that is how we're closing today's episode. And this is the type of energy that Nakia brings all the time. So I count myself incredibly uh, I don't want to say lucky, so I'll say blessed to have her on the podcast and to be able to share some of that energy with everyone, all of you who are listening. So remember, this is kind of our get to know Nikia episode. This is a bit about her entrepreneur journey, but certainly not all of it because that would take a well-deserved at least 60 minutes. But what I would definitely recommend is you can go ahead and find her at the social media channels that we've got listed in the show notes, as well as subscribing, tuning in for next week's episode, because Nikia is going to be sharing some of her expertise with us. And we're going to be talking about, oh, I'm not going to blow the secret. I always have to, I always have to catch myself, but we'll announce it. We'll announce it. And you'll see when the episode goes live. So you're going to want to subscribe, but just keep in mind that she is a management consultant, has her own management consulting firm that focuses um, on equity and working with social impact organizations. And I have more than a few of those I know in the audience listening right now. So Nakia, thank you so much for joining me today. And I cannot wait for everybody to hear the next episode that we've got for them. Can't wait. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.